As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless as he talks to successful real estate professionals and ask them to share their best advice ever. From deal syndicators to wholesalers, flippers, property managers, pest inspectors, and everyone in between. It's the best ever advice and none of the fluff. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. I'm here with today's guest, Mark Ahern. Mark, hello. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Nice to have you bright and early on this Friday morning and uh, looking forward to speaking with you. Mark is a district manager at Sundance Property Management Company. He has over 25 years in property management experience. He currently manages over 1,600 units spread out over 16 properties, so all multifamily, and he's been doing this since 1987, so he has a tremendous amount of experience in uh, managing properties, and uh, really excited to hear about uh, what he has to share with us. So, Mark, with that being said, can you tell us a little bit more about your background in real estate? Yeah, um, again, I've been in the business since 1987. Started out at that point as a basically as a property manager for a 922-unit property, which is a bit of an exaggeration to say you're a property manager. You're more like a city manager, but that's that's really where I cut cut my teeth. You know, prior to that, I was in management, factory management, restaurant management, but uh, that was my first experience in property management. Started out with that and did this gradually, picked up more responsibilities, worked for FAF management in Cincinnati until 1996, and then at that point, I joined Sundance. Really have done basically operations all those years. I have supervised a heating and air department when I was with FAF. They were a much larger company, but uh, so it's basically operations. What is a, the number one challenge for managing a 922-unit property? That's outrageously large. 
to kind of go back, it was a property that was struggling uh, when the company bought it. We had we had to move out uh, or forcibly move out a number of people, uh, and then turn it around in, 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 in pretty quick order. You know, I had a housekeeping staff of seven to eight. I had a maintenance staff about the same size and a leasing staff about the same same size. So it, again, it's like a, it was like a, it was like a small city. And we were we were turning 20 to 25 units a week, so you can imagine what Friday afternoons were before everybody shows up to move in. Wow! It, it, it was at at times very very chaotic, but it was you know it was a lot of fun. I mean it was it was one of those that's the kind of job, and and I think you 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 know you find in site management, you know one of the things I've always said to people is it's a job where you see the fruits of your labor very very quickly you you're in there you're getting a job done and then by the end of the day voila you've got this move in ready unit and you've done your job and 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 it's very satisfying what was the turnaround from what to what with the 922 units yeah my memory would i would say we were probably i think we were about 20% vacant so that's 180 units give or take so we were again. That's just. I mean, the, the numbers are you know pretty pretty daunting when you when you're trying to coordinate that, and you've got vendors, you got you know painters and carpet people, and that was the the property was mis mismanaged, and the new owner very proactive, and we kicked a lot of people out, and turned we probably turned it around about a, in about a year. Wow, that's incredible. And. That was the first property that you managed? Correct. And how did you get into that from zero properties managing you know, to a 922-unit team that's managing this property? Uh, I, think I, I think I came in second place. No, um, <laughs> I, I was uh, actually friends with a couple – well, actually one of the guys at, at the company was a – Law school classmate of my wife, and, and at that point I was managing restaurants, and he happened to be a customer, and said, "Hey, would you ever think about doing this?" Oh, sure, and I just did it. I was winging it. I was flat out winging it. Wow. And since then, you've uh, identified some uh, efficiencies, I'm sure, in management, and based on all of your experience from you know cutting your teeth on a 922 unit property to now you know man, overseeing 1600 units um which has to almost seem like a cakewalk uh since since you started out uh with half that and you know you've been in the business for so long uh what is your best real estate investing advice ever for investors well you know and and, and I've been through you know thousands of units you know go, doing pre-purchase inspections and walk walkthroughs and such and actually I just had this conversation yesterday with uh, one of my managers but you know one of the basic building blocks of this apart of the apartment uh, business is who is the housekeeper and what is a housekeeper doing and I have seen properties I have a property particularly in mine that we that we purchased back in the 90s in in Danville Illinois and when you pulled into the property you would have pulled right back out because it just it was it was dilapidated. The outside of the place looked awful. Uh, actually, had a condemned mansion on the grounds. But when you did the inspection, the housekeeping that had been at this property through the years was impeccable. 
So you would go into a shell unit, and it was absolutely sparkling. I mean, just beyond belief. Now, these were probably at that point 20-year-old units, but absolutely sparkling. Kind of dawned on on me at that point that a good housekeeper or uh, an owner who cares about the housekeeping is going to care about the rest of the property, the maintenance, you know, the nuts and bolts there. You know, and on kind of the same page, I really feel, and I, not to slight anybody else who works in this, you know, works making these properties, uh, you know, work, but you know, the housekeeping is just critical. It really is. And and so when I'm doing pre-purchase inspections, you know, the things that I'm going to look, at, I'm I'm going to look at see, you know, to see how has this been cleaned, how do the halls look. I mean, I've seen 30-year-old halls that look brand new, and that that just tells me that person is doing the job. But beyond that, that the owner or the manager cares enough to get that done. Looking at window tracks, looking at outlet covers and and radiators and or or uh, um, you know electric heaters to see if the fins are clean. And I mean, those are things that again, if you're taking care of the, you know, that's not even the foundation that's the footer you know that's that's the base base part of the property right the rest of it you know the rest of it kind of builds on that i've also found that a, a good housekeeper won't allow the maintenance guy to screw up what she's done <laughs> i shouldn't even have to say she but she'll put another little set of eyes on what the maintenance guy's doing so that's something that i you know i really you know when we when we walk properties when we're looking at to buy them that's something that's really going to catch my eye to see how how well they've been maintained through the years by the housekeeper. That's really interesting. So the, the housekeeping, i.e. the cleanliness of the the small things on the property, right. like the outlet covers, like the hallways, is an indicator, a leading indicator of how the overall property will look. Yeah, if you look at the, you know, the side of the stove or the side of the refrigerator or behind the refrigerator, those are things that a good housekeeper is going to pull everything out, clean everything down. Um, besides the, the dishwasher, you know, the you know, o- open it up and and look at and, and of course these these are in your you know what you're being told or your show units tells you a little bit about what is what is really going going on there. And you mentioned when you first started talking about the story that when the property that you were referencing when you drove in, you would have turn right back around but yet they did have good housekeeping so in that case it's a little ironic where they had a good housekeeper but the outside wasn't as well kept up unless and, i and misunderstood was, right right and that in that property particularly again we bought it in the mid 90s sold it i think 2002 2003 did very well with it we did all the exterior stuff put on new skins and 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 just dressed up the landscaping I actually, at that point, actually demolished, not myself, but we demolished this mansion, which I, I had never done that before in my life. You know, so we dressed up the outside, and then suddenly we've got not a shiny new penny, but pretty pretty, pretty nice penny there, uh, and, and had no problems leasing, and the housekeeper's probably still working there. <laughs> she was, you know, when we got there, she had, I, I, think, I think she had actually worked there. 13, 14 years when when we got there in the mid 90s, and I would not be surprised if you know she's still working there. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Best ever book you've read? I would say Unbroken. I read it a couple of years ago, and I know it's coming out in a movie here in the fall, but I think it's a tremendous 
book about the human spirit and perseverance and forgiveness. And if you haven't read it, do yourself a favor. Read it. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. In the mid-90s, we bought, probably the early 90s, we bought a property, a 96-unit property. In fact, I'm going to say it's 1997, right after I joined my current company. 96-unit property that was... 40% 40% occupied. We probably pushed out another 10 to 15%. That was in March. And it was a situation, it was a point in my career here. We were young, we were growing. So myself, the property manager, the maintenance person, we had, we had two maintenance people at that time, and the housekeeper, really, the five of us as a team turned that property around and we went from sort of 40 i think we went down to maybe 28 percent occupied in march by the end of that year we were 100 percent occupied we completely did all i mean we hit the halls completely redone carpet vinyl uh, treads but more important, importantly we turned units and everybody and i mean everybody was doing whatever we had to do i had my hands in toilets cleaning i had doing maintenance housekeeper was doing maintenance maintenance was doing housekeeping the manager was doing it all and it was it really was one of the most rewarding times that i've i've ever had in this business that you know to, 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 to be there day in and day day out side by side and we got it done you know in less than a year what's the takeaway from that experience that you you learned from it one of the things that I tell people when I interview people for different positions within the industry is at one point or another, you're going to do everything in this business. And if you don't, then I think you're kind of missing it. I mean, it's not a matter of, you know, you're not a good manager, but just there's times when everybody rolls up their sleeves and said, okay, we're going to get this done today. Or you've got an emergency and it's all hands on deck. And I mean, everybody. You know, you got a mop, you got a, you got a bucket, you got a sponge, whatever it takes. And so, that again takes me back to my first job in this business. And actually, when I was in the restaurant business, is you work hard, you work your butt off during your shift, but at the end of your shift, you sit back and go, "We did it, we did it." Right there is the fruits of our labor. We did it. Right. And I think that's a very, very basic. I don't say need, but it's, uh, you know, for you. A good, you know, some somebody who has a good work ethic. That's what drives them. Best ever success habit you practice? You know, I would say, uh, on a personal level, mid '80s, I had my second knee surgery, and at that point, as part of my rehab, started had to start working out, and I haven't stopped. I still work out three times a week, religiously hard, and point right now where I actually am kind of a, a lunatic. I do it at 5 a.m. Well, you've always been a lunatic though, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just more focused. Yeah, d- don't blame that on the knee. <laughs> <laughs> Best ever quote? Um, I would say, and one that I've always cited, my, my now, now grown children as they were going through their early years and be it football practice or a hard test or personal situation I, I i just love the nitschke quote of what does not kill us will only make us stronger and i think that's you know when you think you're really 
pounding your head against the wall. It's only going to make you stronger. And that's a quote you can give to the community manager whenever they're scrubbing the toilet, too. That's absolutely right. <laughs> or you're dealing with a lunatic resident or you're dealing with whatever it is. You're only going to learn from it. Mark, what's the best ever place to reach you? I would say on a mountain trail in Colorado. <laughs> but you're not there right now. Well, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant where I would like to be when you had to reach me. <laughs> I still think that would be a good, a good, a good one. You can reach me at Sundance Management in Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time and speaking with the best ever listeners and talking about your experience in management and you know the advice based on based on that experience. Uh, and uh, certainly appreciate everything that you uh, you you mentioned on today's call. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Joe. Thanks. Bye. Hey you, best ever listener, do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.